0: improving your search rankings by analyzing your Google Analytics with Andy Crescerina, episode 67, let's do it. Welcome to the Rebel Growth Podcast. I am Borja Bezzo, and every week I bring you step-by-step Growth and only marketing strategies that you can actually implement in your business to see some results. It's my pleasure to have you here, and let's start with another episode now. Hey, what's up, amigos? Welcome back to the Rubber Growth Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today's featured guest is Andy Crestadina. We're going to talk about how you can analyze your Google Analytics to implement some small changes that will get you significant improvements in your search results. Without any further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Andy. So, Andy, man, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. So, Andy, why don't we begin by telling our listeners what it is that you do and how did you come to be an SEO and a marketer?
1: Sure. So, uh, I am the founder or co-founder of a web design company here in Chicago, and I've been doing this since January of 2000. I didn't like my old job because I didn't get to make anything. It wasn't very creative. I was a recruiter. And so quit that, and in January of 2000, again, started making websites. And it was only a few months later that I learned that I needed to better understand the mechanics of websites, how traffic works, how Google works and search, and how analytics work. So uh, just kind of 15 years ago, started this long process of just becoming a sponge and learning everything I can and, like, trying every technique and uh, just kind of learned hands-on like most of us do.
0: Great. I mean, it's... I, I, I can... I understand. I can relate to your feeling of not, you know, not feeling like you're creating something. Uh, I always need to feel that I'm doing something, that I'm leaving something behind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can, I can definitely re- relate to that. Um, and how, how did you, you know turned into marketing
1: Oh, well that drive to do something creative and the passion was really to find that overlap between creative things and technical things right so web design is both a development thing and a design thing which is what I love which motivates me the most it's kinda the biggest challenge and I'm uh, I like the things that that make you use both halves of your brain at the same time so I'm kind of a center-brained person I wanna be both creative and analytical so marketing Right, especially starting at that point, you know, late '90s and early 2000s became this really sort of hybrid between um, the the design stuff and the and the the technical creative stuff. Mm-hmm. It, development, web development, of course, was always that, but it wasn't long after that that content marketing b- began to become a big thing, and people were learning how to combine the tactics of search and social and email marketing. Uh, analytics was evolving that in ways that let us do better marketing and make better decisions all the time so I evolved from just being like a web designer into being a web marketer but it's the same thing it's using both halves of your brain and it's the continual combination of creative and technical I mean every blog post every blogger every content marketer knows that it's both uh, an analytical process and a creative process
0: yes and I'm also a hybrid I'm very divergent as well but that's a problem for me whenever I'm trying I want to get something designed
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: that has a marketing purpose, that's a problem for me uh, because I feel that I have to do it myself. Uh, I feel that, I mean, uh, not a lot of designers have a marketing mind. So, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. positioning the elements correctly and uh, uh, everything that you know you have to have in place for, uh, you know, an optimal marketing purpose uh, and and results, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me. So I always end up wasting time or implementing my time on doing things myself when I shouldn't mm-hmm. so yeah that, that that part is hard for me so all right I want I want to talk about keyword pivoting well that's how I call it uh, uh, mm-hmm. when I uh, whenever I started doing it um, hang how how can I how can it help you like mm-hmm. uh, looking at what keywords I mean how to increase your rankings by looking at your analytics mm-hmm
1: yeah, it's it's a really fun tactic. It's really important, and I'm surprised that more people aren't very active with this. Basically, SEO is very slow. It takes a long time. Everything that we do in almost all aspects of content marketing and digital, you know, are, are they're not very fast. You know, building an audience and building a following and building an email list and building authority. These these things take a lot of time. But if you can look and find what's already kind of working and make adjustments to it, you can sometimes see a big change uh, with a small effort. You know, it's definitely true that all things in digital marketing are on this curve, this sort of power curve or exponential curve. So sometimes small changes push you a big distance up that curve. Uh, there's lots of tipping points and lots of thresholds. And one of those, the key to understanding this, is to know that the big difference between the, the traffic and visibility you get on page two versus page one. Yeah. Obviously, there's a you know that's uh, that's a tipping point. So if you can go from the top of page two to the bottom of page one with a small effort, you're going to get a lot more visibility and potentially a lot more traffic uh, without that much effort. Moving up two or three positions isn't a huge challenge, but going from sometimes that means going from page two to page one. So that's the trick. That's what we're talking about, and that's that's the. And there's a specific way to use the analytics to to find those pages that almost rank high, and then there's specific actions you can take to help those pages uh, rank a little bit higher. And if you want, Borja can just walk through the the steps right now. Let's do it. Great. So the queries report. So under acquisition, search optimization, queries, it's there's tons of keyword data in analytics. People are always complaining that the analytics doesn't show their keyword data, but there's piles of keyword data in there. All you need to do is to go into that report and create a a filter, uh, an advanced filter, so that you're going to be looking at just the phrases for which you rank high on page 2. That's the trick. So click on the advanced link next to the filter, and then set it to include things where in the drop-down it's blue. It says average position. Set that to average position. Don't set equal to. Set it greater than 10. So we want to include only phrases for which the average position is greater than 10. So now we know that those are those are things that you rank high on page 2 because the classic search results page is 10 blue links. Obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. But generally speaking, if you find phrases for which you rank high on page 2, you've got a big opportunity. So when you sort that report, you're looking at a huge list of, of things that you're ranking like 10, 11 12, or, uh, 11, 12, 13. First, go confirm the rankings and find the page because Google's not showing you the, the page. It's only showing you the key phrase. Right. So find the find the page and then confirm the ranking it's not going to be the same it's almost always different uh, and sometimes you have to dig through you know five or ten different queries before you find one that's really looks like a good opportunity once you find that phrase and find the page now really the right way to do it is to make sure that that page isn't also ranking for something else it should be a page you're familiar with you probably already know that it's getting some traffic even if it's on page two uh, if if the page if the phrase is getting some clicks and that's also visible in the same queries report, then it probably um, is coming from that phrase. But double check and try some other phrases to make sure that you're not going to blow out the rank for one phrase uh, while fixing the rank for a different phrase. So you found the page now, and you found the phrase. Now go look at the page and see how well it's indicating its relevance for that phrase. Now, I think SEO should be renamed indicating relevance because that's <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah. what a search optimizer does for indicate relevance. So, uh, just is that phrase? It, it'll jump out at you sometimes in seconds. If you do any SEO at all, if you've ever done any keyword research, you know how to indicate relevance by using the phrase in certain places, like the title tag, the header, the body text. Yeah, and it's very common to find phrases that rank high on page two where the phrase just doesn't even appear on the page, or it's there once at the bottom, or it's not in the title. So then the next step is to uh, just indicate the relevance. Use the just basic keyword usage. Make sure the phrase appears once in the title, probably at the beginning, once in the header, anywhere you like, you know, a couple of times in the body. If that doesn't do it, or if there already seems to be good relevance uh, indicated on that page for that phrase, then just improve the page somehow. Make it a better page, add something to it, add length, add detail, add images, add video. Ask yourself, is this really the best page on the internet for that topic? And Borja, I think this is the point of SEO and what a lot of people miss. And there's too many people out there that are just trying to trick a robot into thinking that they're good. Mm-hmm. Really be good. Pay attention to readers. Make a difference. Ask yourself, did you make the best page on the internet for that topic? And if not, you really don't deserve to rank. You're not going to get great results in the end. Visitors won't stay if they find it. So you're not going to benefit from the user interaction signals. You're not going to get a long dwell time. You know, People are not going to really you know spend time on your page. So, if you do it well, you made you know probably a two thousand word page on that topic, with lots of evidence and screenshots, and you know it's a real it's a it's a truly helpful educational piece of content. Now everything's going to work in your favor. Visitors are going to stay for several minutes. You probably used the phrase four or five times at least, anyway. So once you're done with and and um, uh, you can also make sure that you're using different different forms of the phrase different synonyms different mm-hmm. grammatical forms so if you did focus on the quality really this trick is just helping you find phrases for which you almost ranked high probably accidentally ranked high just go through these basic steps and uh, you can this is the only way i know to get you know much a faster uh, increase in targeted mm-hmm. traffic yes. um because everything else in seo is pretty slow yes um
0: okay so going down the steps to improve your website, to improve your your page, mm-hmm. what are some other things that you can do? Like um, sorting through, I mean, what are
1: some other things you can implement to improve your page? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, one of the problems that people, a lot of bloggers do, people miss this all the time. They'll publish a new post or publish a new page. And they know, they understand linking is about, you know, connecting your content together. So, when they make that new page, they always link to older pages. They always link to a service page. What a lot of people don't do, though, is they never, when they publish something new, they don't link to it from old content. A lot of people link to old stuff from new stuff, but they forget to go link to new stuff from old, old stuff. stuff. So, yeah. so one thing is to just do a search on your own site for that phrase, uh, so site colon web address dot com space keyphrase and find two or three pages on your site that are all also relevant for that topic. Now go to that page, edit the page, make that phrase on that page a link to the page you're optimizing. In other words, do on-site but off page SEO. Build links to your content from your content uh, and you're going to uh, help indicate the relevance plus you're guiding visitors from the old stuff to the new stuff. You're not done posting a new a new page until you've linked to it from an older page. So that's a good way. Uh, There's lots of other ways to improve the quality of a page. Uh, I know that some people are now taking their content and actually reading their blog posts in a conversational tone uh, into a microphone and embedding that as a, a SoundCloud player at the top. Uh, you can also just do, make sure that there are big blocks of content for, break up your content into, into small paragraphs and bullet lists and bolding. Mm -hmm. Formatting is critical because, you know, if you send your visitors down a page and they get to a desert of text where there's just huge blocky paragraphs, I mean, people are going to leave right there. So make sure those images at every scroll depth. There should be no place on any of your posts where people can't see at least one image. Mm -hmm. A lot of people miss that. Um, but make but sure
0: you don't make them very heavy. Mm-hmm. Try to, yeah. to keep the, the images very light.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, and they should be supportive. Uh, we just did a survey on our site. It's a survey. of a, we, we survey 1,000 bloggers every year, and we found that uh, almost half of bloggers are now using multiple images, um, which is a really important thing. Blogging is so visual. So many people miss that aspect of it. People think that blogging is writing, and it is writing. But blogging is design. Blogging is image image manipulation, and uh, it's about creating creating pictures. So, um, yeah, you can do that. Also, you know, if you really believe in the page, you can try to uh, just increase visibility through all kinds of ways. Put it in heavier rotation in social networks. Uh, you know, email it specifically to a few people you think would like it. Um, you know, you might get feedback on it. You might get read the comments, see if there's something a question you didn't answer. Uh, but in the end, really, Google is more and more about user interaction signals. Are people who find a page staying on that page for longer? Are you getting the long click or the short click? You want to get the long click. So pay attention to the little things that would keep the person there. Make sure you're you're answering their question. Uh, get inside the head of the visitor who searched for this and found it and make sure that you're satisfying them completely with good information.
0: Right. Um, and what about semantics?
1: Mm-hmm yeah, so Google is not just about keywords anymore. It's not about combinations of words and letters. It's about topics. So when you search for this phrase now go back to Google and search for the phrase as you did when you were confirming the ranking, and scroll down to the bottom. Did you use the phrases that were in the related searches? You know so uh, you know if you were writing about lead generation, did uh, maybe the word "nurturing" is indicated as a related phrase? Maybe the word "demand" was indicated as a related phrase. So you want to spread out your your meaning, spread out your content across all the words that indicate that you're part of the right family of content, that you're, you're not just about that one narrow thing. So if you write something that's about lead generation, great pages on that topic should include words like nurturing and demand. So go through your article and make sure that you're using that that family of words that indicates that you are relevant for the broader topic Because it's not just keyword keyword focused content anymore. It's really topic focused content. We're not optimizing for phrases as much anymore. We're optimizing for the broader meaning.
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, and uh, a a lot of that, uh, uh, you know, that whole Google shift towards semantic search. um, It's. I mean, that's changing constantly. How how we try to make things more relevant more how do how we try to make pages more relevant right and and s e o and all that and it, i mean it's only gonna go that way it's gonna keep improving that you know in that direction that's right Andy, any key takeaways on this strategy that you want to share with us
1: yeah it's uh i mean basically use your analytics to find out what's already working. It's the low-hanging fruit. Go find all of it and better optimize your content for the things that it's almost ranking for now. But never, never quit focusing on the quality. Uh, make sure to link to your your new stuff every time you post it. Link to it from old stuff. Um, you know, think about the psychology of a visitor. What questions are they asking? What images would better support that answer? Uh, and uh, you know, as you continue to publish. Uh, publish more content on those topics for which you're already getting some traction. You know, if it if you try all these things and it doesn't work, uh, maybe just keep writing a couple more articles on that topic and, and create links between the content and build up a little content hub. So, bottom line, Borja, be a mini version of Wikipedia for your industry.
0: That's perfect. That's a great quote right there. Well, Andy, um, any place you want to send people to stay connected with you?
1: Orbitmedia.com slash blog is where you can find uh, all my best advice. I write an article there once every two weeks, so if you're on the newsletter you're not going to get too much of it, but it's just uh, every other week I do my best to give away my best advice, but uh, yeah, connect with me anywhere, any social networks, uh, connect with me on Skype. Borja, this was great. Well, thank you Andy, I really appreciate
0: it and uh, I hope to have you again in the future man. Anytime. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Andy, I hope you took a lot of notes and are ready to take Action. For everything mentioned on this episode, head on over to RebelGrowth.com forward slash episode 67. Until next week, guys, go out, implement, and keep on growing.